As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, CBD gummies with 5 milligrams of THC. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, rich and bold, the Reserve Collection product solicits strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection Gummies. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. What could be more relaxing on a weekend than sitting back and listening to health information, health information that is pre-digested, interpreted by yours truly, our number 877-726-8255. That means on a weekend where it's hard to get in touch with a doctor, you can go to urgent care, you can go to the ER. Or you can call Intelligent Medicine, 877-726-8255. If you've been hit by a bus, I recommend that you not wait for me to answer your question. Proceed directly to the emergency room and get all fixed up. But if you've got a chronic health problem, if you've got a question about a vitamin supplement, uh, that falls within the realm of Intelligent Medicine. 877-726-8255. You can start calling this hour and next and we got lots to talk about we're going to take a look at the relationship between dietary nitrates found in green leafy vegetables and beets and the incidence of dementia and alzheimer's disease also some new thoughts on the ketogenic diet yes it can help you lose weight uh, reduce your blood sugar but ultimately does it because of its high fat content, does it make you more highly at risk for cardiovascular disease? 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, this week, big headline, less than 3% of us are truly healthy. That headline's been all over the internet, in the news, and it kind of goes along with a theme, which is uh, the vast majority of us are too sedentary. Uh, we engage in lifestyle habits that are not healthy, such as smoking. We're not doing enough exercise. A very high percentage of us are overweight. Many of us are on medications. So uh, this is yet another article that underlies the theme that... It is the rare individual, truly an outlier, who is, quote, truly healthy. But let's take a look at the study. The study comes to us from York University in Canada. And the headline here, new study out of York U answers the question, is anyone truly healthy? And what they did here in this study is uh, they looked at risk factors for 
dying. 19 risk factors that they considered contributing to one's risk of dying prematurely. And when you do something like that, you have to make some arbitrary choices. You have to rank some things higher, other things lower. Uh, you have to include some things and exclude others. And so here's what they did. Uh, in terms of lifestyle, they deemed risk factors, no physical activity, a high fat diet. And right there, stop right there. That is a controversial assertion because while overall high fat diets are often accompanied by a lot of junk foods, there's some people who are on high fat diets reading an exceptionally healthy diet. They may be on a high animal fat diet that is very low in carbs. They may be consuming grass fed meats uh, to the exclusion of lots of sugary foods, ultra processed foods, and that could be healthy. But in this study, a high fat diet is considered a risk factor for dying. Current smoking, of course, alcohol consumption. All right. When it comes to physiological measures, things that can be tested for high blood pressure. Okay. Hyperglycemia, which means elevated blood sugar. Okay. Dyslipidemia, which is controversial because some people have high cholesterol and go on to celebrate their hundredth birthday. Cardiovascular disease, okay, that's an objective fact, whether or not you've had a heart attack, a bypass, uh, coronary stents, if you suffer from angina, okay, cancer, fairly straightforward, you've had cancer, it puts you at risk of dying, and lung problems like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, I'm okay with that. Then when it comes to social and mental factors, okay, we have to kind of factor that in, because certain social and psychological factors may increase or in some cases decrease providing resilience against dying. So they include here lack of health insurance. Surely there are some very healthy individuals who are what might, what you might call bareback. They don't have health insurance. Health insurance is not always a guarantor of longevity. But having health insurance is a good backup plan if you should come down with some medical condition, okay? And you can go to the doctor, you can get checked out. If you have high blood pressure, you might go for years without a proper evaluation. So they consider lack of health insurance a risk factor. Low education, that's been demonstrated. People who are poorly educated, they have poor literacy, they have poor health literacy. They just don't get it about what you need to do to stay well. Food insecurity, all right, people who scrounge from meal to meal, uh, often, unfortunately, individuals with food insecurity, paradoxically, they can be overweight, okay, you know, too many empty calories that are cheap. Low income is a, unfortunately, a risk factor for early death in the United States, so that was included. Use of mental health medication, all right, there's one. Use of mental health medication is associated with a higher risk of curtailed longevity. And that may not be about the medication per se. The medication doesn't necessarily kill you, but it's a marker for high stress, depression, 
loneliness, anxiety, and we know that these things can take a toll on our health. Okay, in terms of physical conditions, uh, arthritis, use of pain medication, obesity, obviously, limitations of activities of daily living for those over 60. Okay, well, if you're over 60 and you can't uh, walk a block or two, of course, that's a risk factor for dying. Um, and then something subjective, general self rated health reported as either excellent, very good, good, fair, and poor. Uh, these entered into the calculation and some people are in a fool's paradise. They, they might rate their health as good when they're at death's door. And conversely, some people may be rather hypochondriacal. They may be in excellent health, but they may be obsessed with little health problems that ultimately won't put them at risk. So the study, you know, there's some flaws in this. Uh, a high-fat diet, for example, was classified as a fat consumption of greater than 35% of total calories. Well, what if the fat comes from healthy sources, nuts, avocados, uh, and so on, and lean uh, or even fatty grass-fed beef, pork, lamb, poultry, uh, eggs. Oh, I, you know, I'm not entirely sure that that is always a risk factor for dying. Uh, excess alcohol, consuming greater than an average of two drinks on the days they consume alcohol. Rather stringent requirement. A lot of people drinking more than that, and they, hence, are part of that 97% deemed unhealthy. Uh, okay, so physiological uh, risk factors, blood pressure, fasting, glucose, triglycerides, cholesterol, LDL and HDL, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, they, they claim here that um, diabetes and hypertension rates have gone up over time. More people aren't exercising since the study began. By the way, the study uh, spanned a long period. Uh, it went from uh, the 1980s, 1988 to 1994, and then 1999 to 2014. And so they they were able to ascertain uh, that there was an effect because some people ultimately died, and they correlated that to some of the things that they surveyed. Being on mental health medications, not finishing high school associated with health risks. So what they're saying here is that nearly all of us have room for improvement when it comes to various lifestyle factors like diet, exercise, smoking, alcohol, and drug intake. But there are other things seemingly beyond our control. Low education, food insecurity, um, these things can take a toll. So got to look behind the headlines. I think that it well may be that even if people have certain of these factors, that they can lead long and healthy lives. So let's not be alarmist about <laughs> Only 3% of us are healthy. 877-726-8255, our number. We'll be taking some of your phone calls momentarily. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extracts remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's the only one that's gluten 
gluten-free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255 is our number. That number available to you 24-7, 365. You can record a question. But we also take questions from live callers. And we've got John from Connecticut. Welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. And um, uh, um, I, I have, I went to the doctor's yesterday and I did the Cologuard. Yes, I think that was last year, and I guess you're supposed to get there within a certain amount of time. Doctors like to, well, he pushes me to get on drugs and go do this and go do that. I guess that's what doctors are all about today. Not you, but I mean, you know, your family. Present, present company accepted, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, my test was, it was positive. Now, when was it positive? Uh, was it last year or just, just now? It was last year. Okay. And then you never got follow up from that. I mean, with a positive uh, test. I mean, that kind of got lost in the in the in the. I didn't get a colonoscopy because it was it was a colonoscopy thing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, he wanted me to go for that. He's that's the only way I'm now. Uh, but the only problem I have nobody to drive me, you know. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So I was like, so I told him that yesterday, and he said, he said, you're not going to go. You don't want to. I said, no, I don't really want one, but I don't want you know. I got to get somebody to drive me there too, because I am used to driving home, even when I have things done at the doctor for my eyes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, after a colonoscopy, you're sort of sedated and maybe mildly impaired, and so they want someone to accompany you. Also, if there's a complication afterwards, such as bleeding that they don't detect in the colonoscopy suite, they want somebody to be around so that uh, you know if you should experience uh, distress, uh, lightheadedness due to an intestinal bleeding episode. Uh, they want somebody to be around to witness that. So, okay, yeah. so here's the deal. Uh, Cologuard test is a fairly accurate way of determining risk for colon cancer. Uh, it is the successor to something called the FIT test, the fecal immuno, uh, Im immunochemical test called the FIT test, which uh, basically tests your stool for the presence of blood. Uh, the upgrade on 
the Cologuard test is that not only does it test for the presence of blood, which can be innocent sometimes. Maybe you've got a little, you know, hemorrhoid or rectal tear uh, and some blood is present. That doesn't necessarily mean you have cancer. Uh, but it also tests for the type of DNA that is associated with colon cancer. And with the current test, uh, it's pretty accurate at picking up colon cancer uh, well into the 90s. Uh, but there's a false positive rate of about 13%, which means that even in the face of a positive test, it may not be that you have colon cancer. It's not certain, but it's highly suggestive that we ought to go up there and take a look-see. So uh, you need to move heaven and earth to get someone to take you for the test because it's important at this point. It could save your life. Uh, limitations of the Cologuard test is that you're not actually going up there to look uh, looking can sometimes reveal the presence of polyps, which are precancerous, which are not easily detected with the Cologuard test. So it's not perfect. It's not a complete substitute for uh, colonoscopy. But for screening purposes, for people who don't want to get a colonoscopy, for people who are very low risk, they can take the Cologuard test. Uh, there's some news on the, on the Cologuard test. Uh, because the concern is if it's 13% inaccurate, in other words, yielding a false positive that's going to alarm you unnecessarily, um, they're working on getting approval for a an upgraded Cologuard test. Uh, they haven't achieved approval, but they just did a study. Uh, the new test has only a 9% false positive rate. Still possible to misdiagnose. So you gotta go, still got to go look up there and see what's causing uh, the test to turn positive. Uh, John, it's essential that you get a colonoscopy to see what's going on. So, you know, you got to put it out to friends, to family, to, uh, you know, people at your church uh, or at your Lions Club, people in a community. Uh, you know, you got to get to the center and have the test performed to make sure that you don't have colon cancer. So get the test. And I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. You get the test and then you call us back. Tell us what the result is. And I'm hoping that you're one of those folks with a false positive. But it's mandatory that you get tested because early detection of colon cancer can mean the difference between survival and dying. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, we often talk about uh, cannabinoids here, specifically CBD. Uh, the interesting article in the July 5th, 2023, Aging Research Reviews about the potential for cannabinoids to have a beneficial effect on dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Now, that's in contradistinction to marijuana. Marijuana, it's no coincidence that they call it dope because studies show that it can impair short-term memory, focus, and concentration. But when you take out the THC and you isolate the CBD component of hemp, in this case, there's also CBD in marijuana, but the ratio of THC to CBD is much higher in marijuana than in hemp plants. Hemp plants have a variety of cannabinoids, uh, including uh, things like 
uh, cannabidiol or CBD, but also cannabinol, cannabigerol, cannabidivarin, and cannabichromine. Uh, so they're kind of like broad spectrum cannabinoids uh, that have an impact on the endocannabinoid system. We have an internal system that signals using endogenous cannabinoids that help us alleviate pain, uh, that facilitate mood, uh, and so on. So uh, in this review, uh, they discuss, and I'm quoting, the current state of the art regarding the contribution of the endocannabinoid system in synaptic transmission, uh, the plasticity of the brain, and neurogenesis. Yeah, we want neurogenesis, just like the book of Genesis it means creation. Neurons uh, can, uh, contrary to what we used to think, uh, once your neurons died, you know, you partied hardy, uh, you pulled an all-nighter, and how many brain cells did you lose? Well, you're constantly losing and regenerating brain cells. Uh, according to uh, these researchers, uh, exogenous cannabinoids were evaluated in the treatment of depression and for delaying the progression of Alzheimer's disease. And they had an impact on signaling with neurotransmitters like serotonin, adrenaline, dopamine, and glutamate. And they go into the weeds on the evidence that suggests that these endogenous cannabinoids, but also taking external cannabinoids, can reduce neuroinflammation. Inflammation in the brain can cause deterioration of brain function, neurodegenerative disease, uh, even may be responsible for depression. Uh, there's some studies that suggest that curcumin, for example, may slow the progression of Alzheimer's disease, but it also may be helpful in the treatment of depression because it quells inflammation in the brain. So uh, there you have it. Uh, I'm a big fan of CBD, and this is a nice segue to an announcement about the CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients. It's Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection. It's a gummy. The reserve collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids. It's rich and bold. The reserve collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. They're about as high test as you can get over the counter. So enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's reserve collection of oils, soft gels, and now gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30 percent off. It's a special offer to our intelligent medicine listeners. Grab it. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection gummies. They really are great. 877-726-8255, our number. That number available to you 24-7, 365, and somebody weighed in with a question. Let's hear it. I have a question about amylase, the digestive enzyme. Um, on a scale of 31 to 110, mine was 138. And I wonder what could be causing that. Is it serious? And um, is there anything you can do about it? Okay. Yeah, this is uh, you know, a question for you and your doctor, because sometimes 
So what is amylase? First of all, amylase is something that is used to digest starches. And it is present in two main locations in the body. It's in the salivary gland. So you begin the digestion of starches in your mouth. So if you're eating a starchy food, you know, make sure you chew it. Don't bold it down because you'll lose the action of amylase to break it down and it'll be incompletely digested. But also the pancreas makes amylase, which makes it look confusing, confusing when you have an elevated amylase because, uh, especially in older individuals, you can sometimes get, uh, a, a little stone in your salivary ducts. And usually that produces a much higher amylase than this little bump that you're experiencing. But you can get uh, a false positive reading suggesting that you've got a pancreatic problem like pancreatitis when it's actually the problem is in your salivary glands in your mouth. Uh, so uh, your doctor is confronted with a little bit of a dilemma like, what do I do here? Uh, because the levels are only slightly elevated. He may say, let's watch and wait, repeat the test in three months. And if it's going up, then we got to do some investigation. We've got to take, uh, do an evaluation of your pancreas. Uh, sometimes that involves a CT or an MRI. Uh, sometimes if you have a very high level of uh, pancreatic amylase. And by the way, you can do, there's another test that you can do. The uh, ordinary test just looks for amylase, doesn't tell you where it's from, whether it's from the salivary glands or whether it's from the pancreas. But you can do a test that differentiates them. It's called amylase isoenzymes. And isoenzymes mean that they're very similar and they would be lumped in in an ordinary test. But a more discriminating test can tell you whether it's from the mouth or whether it's from the pancreas, and then the investigation can proceed. You know, what's causing the elevation? Uh, so uh, amylase is often very highly elevated in pancreatitis. It can be a sign that there's a blockage in the pancreatic duct, and the ERCP test is a test where they go down via your mouth uh, with a probe, and they kind of uh, shimmy that probe uh, through your pancreatic duct and see if there's some sort of blockage there that could be caused by a stone or it could be caused by something worse. And then they can find out precisely why your amylase is elevated. So um, a variety of causes of elevated amylase, uh, even uh, sometimes uh, hyperparathyroidism can cause it. Uh, but... Uh, it really needs to be investigated if you, if it's found to be persistently high, especially if it's going up, 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 up. That's the story. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, this item is intriguing for people who suffer from migraines. You know, they're new migraine medications. They're called CGRP antagonists. And they are not used to take specifically when you have a migraine. They're used continuously to reduce the risk of having a migraine. And they've been successful not at abolishing migraines usually, but reducing the intensity and frequency of migraines. They really can work. And I recommend that people suffering from migraines consider them. Um, other people have noticed that using an ice pack 
on your head can alleviate migraine discomfort. It's a good old-fashioned treatment for migraines. It sort of works. They even have specially designed cold caps, which people can put on their head that alleviates migraine discomfort. Now researchers are looking at a very innovative treatment that is used when you have an acute migraine. You don't have to do this all the time, but it's something that you can do as a way of, in a drug-free fashion, treating a migraine attack. There are medications that can be used, the triptans, that can be used as a nasal spray, taken orally. Uh, these medications can be used in the event of a migraine attack. But what about uh, a non-invasive, safe, non-pharmacological treatment? And it's called transnasal evaporative cooling. It involves putting cool, dry air into your nasal passages. There's a device that delivers it. Most patients reported relief of their symptoms after receiving 15 minutes of transnasal evaporative cooling. And this has been on the drawing boards for a few years. I looked at the studies, and the studies began in the 20-teens, and they're close to offering this device as a medically approved treatment, FDA-approved device for the treatment of migraine. The findings were presented at the American Headache Society meeting that just occurred this year. So they say everyone who has migraine disease needs abortive treatment. In other words, something that can knock out the migraine when you have it. There is a need for safe and effective acute treatment for migraine uh, because, you know, drugs sometimes not that effective and they have side effects. So what they found is that in a small study, 24 patients were randomized to receive 15 minutes of cooling via like a nasal cannula, like a tube that goes up your nose. And uh, they looked at pain levels, uh, 88%, eight of nine patients uh, reported pain relief at two hours. Um, of these, 44% reported being pain-free at two hours, all without need for rescue medication. So you know, it's like, it's pretty effective. It's not 100%, but it does ameliorate the discomfort. And the thought is that the cooling affects something called the sphenopalatine ganglion. It's a large kind of a grand central station where all your nerves meet in your head behind your nasal passages. And that by cooling the sphenopalatine ganglion, uh, you turn down the volume on pain signals. That's how it seems to work. The transnasal evaporative cooling device cools by blowing dry ambient air across the nasal turbinates and may work by neuromodulation, neuromodulation, modulating nerve impulses via the sphenopalatine ganglion for migraine. So it's, a, it's an innovative treatment. Is it available yet? I, I think they're going for uh, FDA approval, but uh, it's on the drawing boards. The study was sponsored by Cool Tech Corporation, and you know, look for that to be introduced as a medical device in the near future. I think it's very promising. 877-726-8255 or number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. This is Intelligent Medicine. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. 
Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics' exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. New look, same trusted formulas. As part of Wakanaga of America's 50th anniversary, their flagship product, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, has a new look. The new packaging clearly communicates each formula's unique characteristics and benefits at a glance. The added QR code allows consumers to scan for more info. Aged Garlic Extract has been shown to support optimal cardiovascular health, including blood pressure and cholesterol, immune function, and more. It is organically grown. And AGE is the most researched garlic supplement on the market, with over 900 scientific papers from prestigious universities and research institutes around the world. There is also a new, vegan-friendly version of Kyolic's original cardiovascular formula. Visit Kyolic.com for more information about Kyolic's quality supplements to support your healthy lifestyle. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Kyolic aged garlic extract supplements are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255, our number. And that number available to you 24-7 because, well, we want you to be able to reach out any time of the week. So let's hear this question. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I've been diagnosed with polymyalgia rheumatica, PMR, and um, they've got me on... Um, prednisone and they're, I started out with 15 milligrams, one five, and they're going to be de and they're decreasing it every month until I eventually go off. But my question is, um, it has a lot of side effects um, that I read about in the pamphlet from the pharmacy and I was wondering if there is an alternative to help with this condition, generally just being achy, um, arms and legs, achy when I walk and, uh, tired. Prezidone helps a lot. I feel much, much better, just like a different person, but I'd rather not take medication um, or drugs for, for this. So anyway, if there's anything you can suggest um, that might be an alternative. Okay. So uh, PMR, polymyalgia rheumatica, uh, poly means every, myalgia means muscles and rheumatica means that it's a rheumatological or an inflammatory disease that affects all the muscles and it uh, is distinctive from fibromyalgia where you might not have high markers of inflammation your body aches but you don't have a high uh, ESR a sed rate or you don't have a high C-reactive protein these are easily available markers for inflammation and when you have a sed rate you know 60 70 80 uh, and you have uh, body-wide pain, uh, then you have 
polymyalgia rheumatica. And the nice thing about it is that it does respond really well to prednisone and even low doses of prednisone. Some diseases, you know, like uh, colitis or something, you have to give 40, 50, 60 milligrams of prednisone to quell the inflammation. But with polymyalgia rheumatica, and by the way, uh, the vast majority of individuals suffering from PMR are over the age of 65 or 70 and predominantly female. Uh, and it is associated somewhat with uh, advanced age and frailty. Uh, so uh, they tend to respond to fairly low doses. So start with 15, which is a pretty low dose. You're not going to get a lot of side effects. It may affect sleep. It may affect mood. Uh, high doses of prednisone can even produce psychosis, certainly, you know, mood alterations. Um, when you take, and then the, the other thing is you can quickly taper. So you can go to, you know, 15, you feel a little better. Go, and the goal is to taper you as quickly as possible because you don't want to keep, I mean, you could say, gee, I feel great on this. I want to stay on it for the rest of my life. Well, no, it can accelerate uh, cataracts. Uh, it can uh, increase your blood sugar. It can cause your bone mineral density to deplete. Yeah, all the side effects that you see. Uh, it can cause mood alterations and so on. So uh, I, I see patients with PMR and either I put them on low doses of prednisone or uh, I agree with their regimen of prednisone. But the goal is to get them off as quickly as possible. And what tends to help is, number one, uh, patients with PMR uh, tend to have very low levels of DHEA. DHEA is suppressed by prednisone. Often people with PMR have low levels of DHEA anyway. So I give them some DHEA, maybe 25, even 50 milligrams of DHEA if they're men. Uh, I also give high doses of vitamin D because it actually is great in rheumatological diseases. Uh, high doses of fish oil and curcumin and sometimes boswellin, this is sort of an anti-inflammatory cocktail. Uh, these are some of the things that can uh, facilitate your tapering so that you can taper more quickly uh, and get back to basics. Another thing for sleep, since prednisone interrupts the synthesis of melatonin, uh, I give patients a fairly high dose melatonin when they have PMR, uh, you know, 5, 10, 20 even, of prednisone. Uh, I'm sorry, of uh, melatonin to offset the uh, sleep uh, interruption that sometimes occurs when you take prednisone, because it can be quite disconcerting. You know, you're, it really interrupts your sleep quality. But if you're let, you know less subject to pain, you may ultimately sleep better. So yeah, it is, there's certainly some things you can do naturally and an anti-inflammatory diet is important too. If you're eating a lot of junk, uh, ultra processed foods that are pro-inflammatory, you want to get away from that and take the foods that are anti-inflammatory. Uh, lots of uh, vegetables rich in polyphenols, uh, fish rich in EPA and DHA, uh, nuts which have precursors to EPA and DHA, uh, the olive oil, these are excellent things to take uh, which can uh, sort of accelerate your tapering from prednisone. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255, our number will be available next hour, so call us. This is Intelligent Medicine.